The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist... I got this one. That's <laughs> The podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. That actually was not terrible. I mean, it wasn't yeah. good, but compared yeah. to your track record, yeah. that, that was that was okay. I'll, I'm going to allow it. <laughs> well, I think everybody remembers what happened last week. And someday when we write a tell-all book, they'll know exactly what happened last week. But that is neither here nor there, James. Do we have a question? Oh, do we ever. Here it is. My fiancé and I have recently recently located to his hometown due to his parents' failing health. We went into this agreeing that it would be a temporary move. As crude as it sounds, once his parents passed, we plan to sell their house and move back to the state we left. In the last few days, his mom has broached the topic of leaving the house to us, and she seems to think I'm the holdout on accepting their gift. I'll be honest, I am the holdout. The house is lovely, the location is gorgeous, and I'm always open to uh, adventure. However, my fiancé was born and raised here, went to college here, and even had his first out-of-college job here. And it feels like I can't turn a corner without running into a woman he slept with. I say that entirely seriously, and while I'm not judgy and have no reason to believe he's been or would be unfaithful to me, I have no desire to live in the midst of these ladies from his past. Financially and career-wise, accepting a paid-off home would be huge for us, but I'm not at all comfortable with the surrounding company. If I had it my way, we'd be out of here tomorrow and never return. I'd love to hear your thoughts all right this is an interesting one steve take it away boy that took a turn that i didn't expect james i'll hear your uh, point of view in a second but i thought (laughs) she was going with this isn't really a place i would like to live but she went with there's too many chicks he slept with. (laughs) all right that's that took me by surprise the um (laughs) although i'll tell you what I, I do totally understand. I vibe with what she's saying. Like, I I would not have the confidence to be able to live in that environment either. But that's just me. I was beaten down by life. <laughs> and if he was uh, pretty successful with the ladies when he was younger, I'm like, well, okay. But here's the pragmatic part of it, that what is the number of women who live in that town that he has slept with? And I'm going to broaden it. I'm sure he didn't sleep with all, but just dated, had a relationship with. It's probably less than 10, uh, maybe 12. Like in a town of a couple thousand people, you're not going to be immersed in this all the time. I understand you don't like to go to the grocery store and bump into one of them. But frankly, he picked you at the end of all of this. Now, if uh, you do feel a little insecure about yourself, and that's really what this is about, it's not necessarily the relationship. It's more about you being insecure with you. Because if you were secure, uh, the relationship has a certain security built in. Like you even said, I don't think he's going to cheat on me. That's not the issue. And he will put boundaries up if you feel uncomfortable with him playing bridge with three of the four women that he has slept with. But I do think he'll kind of manage you and the relationship with some respect. If you can't handle it, though, I think this is going to end up chipping away at your confidence over time. And it's going to fuel a lot of the arguments you have with your with your husband or part, uh, fiance. Sorry. 
Now, you may not argue specifically about the women, but if you're already a little bit worked up because of that, <clears throat> it's going to end. It's going to add some nos into the engine of other arguments and add a little too much thrust to the argument, and that's going to create more toxicity between the two of you. Now, the simple answer is move away. The complicating factor is <clears throat> it sounds like it's better for both of you to stay. Like, as far as finance and relationship, I will say, though, if you sell the house that you own outright, you will still get a nice nest egg out of that that you can apply to a different house someplace else. The part that I don't believe, James, she actually said was what he thinks about it. Like, if he's okay with leaving, it's just him managing his mother in the short term. And I know she said it sounds morose, but mom, frankly, mom's just, they're not going to be around forever. Like, you're going to outlive your parents, and you'll have an asset that they leave to you. And whether it's a house or a Fabergé egg, you certainly can sell it and then apply those funds to someplace else. If your soon-to-be husband understands your position and he's like, yeah, I get it, we'll get out of here, then we really don't have a conversation. Just move. If you're saying the only reason to stay is because he likes it there, well, he can like it someplace else, and we have a free house, well, you can take that money and put it into a different free house. I think, well, then leave. I just uh, talk with him about it and leave. And it's if his mother is the only holdup, then uh, maybe just wait it out or maybe just have him have a good long look in the mirror kind of talk with mom and say, this doesn't work for us. Sorry. I don't know. What do you think about it? I, I think the, the status of the house I find strange. I feel like there's some information being left out here because if he's the only heir, I mean, that house is going to be his regardless of if they're living there at the right. time or not. Uh, you know, unless mom is like, if you don't live in this hometown right now, I'm writing you out of my will and I'm donating this house to the firefighters so they can burn it down. I mean, I don't know if there's, if she doesn't doesn't say anything about like another sibling like if he doesn't want it it goes to the next the next kid down she doesn't right, mention anything right, right. so in my mind i built this up that he's an only child it sounds like dad's gone or passed away mm -hmm. mom's there i mean this house yeah. is going to go to him anyway uh regardless i think uh, if it were me uh, i would just i would just stay and take the house um it, it goes back to what you said as she was going through this i can't turn a corner without running into one of these women like what is the actual number there unless this guy is the most successful man on the planet i would guess it's just a handful because he probably in a Unless he has just an unreasonable amount of honesty. So first of all, she knows who these women are. So one of two things happened. Yeah. Either he's like, I had a one night stand with her and her and her and her, or he's got just a couple <laughs> long-term girlfriends who used to be there. That would be my guess. I yeah. would guess there's one or two or three women who he dated for a series of months or years growing up or in college or wherever. Sure. I mean, that's a really small pool of people to look out for. And if they're at the same point in life where you guys are, chances are they're married with kids or on the verge of getting married with kids. I, I just don't think it's a real realistic concern. And so on one side, you've got really super tangible benefits to your bottom line for getting this house. On the other hand, you've got kind of vague insecurities. I think you got to go with the, the tangible benefits. And that's not to say that if, if these insecurities are here now, and it sounds like they're pretty strong, moving to a new state is not going to get rid of them. I mean, are, you, are these insecurities going to resurface every time he has a female coworker Ooh. he has to interact with or anything? Like, I don't think changing your geographic... Uh, um, location is going to change how you feel about yourself and your relationship, uh, and I, I would be I would be hesitant to try to outrun that just by fleeing states. So uh, I recommend that you try to stick it out and maybe have a conversation with your fiance about why it makes you uncomfortable, or you know what you could even. Here, here's a here's a crazy and this this might be going a bit too far maybe even get to know these women uh a little bit if you do bump into them that often i mean just strike up some general <clears throat> chit chat and maybe you'll talk to them 
realize they're losers and you are so much better than them in the first place that you really don't have anything <laughs> to worry about. Uh, I mean, if, if, if you really do run into them not all, that often, but I, I, I kind of suspect the, uh, the running into them part is, is a bit exaggerated. I mean, if this, because, okay, there's a college in this town. So I, that kind of puts a minimum size limit on this. It's, the town has to be at least several oh, thousand yeah. people. I mean, there are yeah. towns out there. My grandma lived in a town of 200 people. If there were 200 people in this town and he had slept with 10 of them, that's one thing. But if you've got, you know, 4,000, <laughs> 15,000, 30,000 people and he slept with three of them, I don't think that's a realistic concern. I think you'd be, uh, you'll be okay if you stay. Uh, closing thoughts, Steve? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, well... Uh, your numbers is a good point, and uh, I don't know. There is something just viscerally different about an ex that they've your uh, partner's been with a long time versus someone they might work with. And, and the reason is, if they have a coworker, they can kind of manage those boundaries in a way that everyone is comfortable with. They're not going to be alone having drinks with them at two in the morning, but. There's something that just feels different about knowing that you and my partner, my spouse potentially, were together for several years and they shared a certain level of intimacy, both physical and otherwise, with you. Like that, that feels different to me and I, I would not like that. So anyway, but again, three people in a town of 30,000, how often is this going to pop up? Unless they're in your husband's circle of friends, which makes it a little weirder, but I don't know. I. I don't see it as taking the house. I see it as having an asset. And if the house is worth, say the house is worth $100, you can either live in a $100 house or take the $100 and buy another $100 house somewhere else. Like, it doesn't matter what the number is, you have a certain dollar figure that's attached to that home, and that can be applied elsewhere. There you go. Well, that's, that's, that, that's the one part we absolutely agree on. One way or another, get the house. Then you'll have all kinds of options. Well, if you have a question you'd like to send in uh, and have us solve in 10 minutes or less, send that in to jamesbrakewell at explodingunicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be parent-child, co-workers, parent-pet, whatever you have. Uh, this has been another episode of 10 Minutes to save your marriage and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back